You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Hey there, before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know you can score my four-step six-figure framework for free when you leave a review for this podcast. So simply leave a written review on iTunes, take a screenshot of your written review, and email it to info at HaleyRowe.com with the subject line masterclass, and I will know to send you your free masterclass. Can't wait to support you in building out the framework for your coaching business, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day, and today I'm here with a very special guest, Dan Mendelo. And we're going to be talking with him today about how, as coaches, it's our job to be stepping up as leaders, especially right now, given the current time of being in a a place in our world where people really are looking for leadership, looking for support, looking for routines, looking for help. And um, Dan's going to share with us a little bit more about how we can step out of the hustle, step into leadership, and rock our coaching businesses. So, Um, Dan, I'll let you introduce yourself and then we'll go from there. Awesome. And thank you very much for having me, Haley. This is going to be really, really fun and I think a really important kind of conversation. Um, So if uh, you guys are new to me, my name is Dan Mendelo and um, I'm a leader maker. Like my thing, my sweet spot is not just getting people out of the way, right, of whatever they want, the money, the relationships, the health, but really it is to empower coaches and entrepreneurs to do the work that they were born to do. And it's impossible to do that when we're hustling all the time or when we're always worried about money or when we're just feeling like we're hitting the gas and the brakes at the same time. For me, I view it as we coaches and especially now, this is our time, right? We have been preparing for this our whole lives. And it doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. The world needs you now more than ever. But we need you to be your most creative, strategic, empowered, confident, fun-loving, self-loving self. And you can't do that when you're hustling all the damn time or when, you know, you're stressed out or anxious or, right? And so my job is to help people rewire themselves so that they can do what they're really meant to do right? Change the world, get rewarded very beautifully for it. So they feel like they can continue doing this and to continue growing and expanding as a person, as a coach, as a human, so that you can really do what you're here for. I love that. And part of our job as coaches is to transform into our best selves, be our best selves, be embodying the kind of person who can help our clients get to where they need to be. And if we are so bogged down and you know getting in our own way all the time and letting that keep us from sharing our service because we're in our heads or we're just exhausted all the time it's going to be really hard to make solid decisions and help our clients 
from an empty cup. So I really like some of the things that you're saying. The thing about um, being a leader and, and the hustle and grind and all that, that I wanna ask you about is, what would you say to somebody who's, because there's different kinds of ways we drain ourselves, right? There's, there's activity, there's just being busy, but then there's also mindset like, oh, I hate doing this. Oh, you know, I hate going live or I look terrible or, you know, just some of the mindset stuff that or not feeling bold in charging people. Right. So let's talk a little bit first just about the mindset stuff holding us back and draining us. How do we start to catch that and, and work through that? Like, what's your what's your first steps that you would recommend? I mean, the first step is awareness. And that is also the hardest step. And also one of the reasons that I continuously hire coaches, not because they're always more skilled than me in transformation or they know more than me about the mind or anything, it's because they're trained and they can see things in me that I cannot, right? Because understand that you have your two minds, right? Conscious mind, unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is essentially hidden from you, but it's 94% of you and it runs your life. So the very first thing we wanna do is become truly aware of our decisions and, and whether they're bringing us into places of joy and ease and contentment and all these beautiful things or whether we're getting stressed out by them, whether we're feeling heavy and anxious. It's, like, it's really interesting that you would get a lot of this, um, can, can I speak freely? Is it okay for me to like curse a little bit on this? Yeah, uh, we prefer no cursing just because then I have to click the explicit mark and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> no worries. So, yeah. No worries. So I'll, I'll censor myself. Um, glad I asked. Uh, so, yeah. So the whole thing here is that, you know, a, a lot of people will listen to this BS advice that they hear online, which is like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. I keep hearing this. And people are like, yeah, it's great advice. Like, yeah, it's great advice if you know literally nothing about the mind or emotions, or people at all, <laughs> or if you have no other options. Yeah, sure, your back is up against the wall, you don't have time to deal with anything, yes, feel the fear and do it anyway, absolutely. But the problem is that a lot of times we find ourselves doing things that only lead to stress and frustration and anxiety, and we think that pushing through it is gonna make it better, right? Where we could use a little bit of awareness and see, ooh, you know, maybe, Maybe it's not the sales calls that's the problem. Maybe it's my anxiety around it that is getting me to hear no's. And then I can address the real issue, which is how I'm feeling. Or maybe I got this advice from another coach and yeah, they're super successful, but the strategy doesn't align with me. And so it's making me feel less confident and it's making me feel resistant and it's making me feel all these things. Well, maybe I can just change the strategy, right? Talk to them like, this is not who I am. Right. Or again, dig into the feelings who, you know, I'm getting blocked in this part of the strategy. I find like, hmm, when I want to write that post, I just don't want to do it. Why don't we want to do it? Sit with that feeling. Is it because you're afraid to be seen? Is it because you think you're going to be rejected? Is it because, right? And all of these thoughts, all of these doubts, insecurities, limiting beliefs, blocking perceptions will make you have to try so much harder to get anything done. Again, that's like, hitting the gas and the brakes in your car at the same time. And what we realize often 
is see what we're trying to do a lot when you get a lot on, on social media is like, yeah, 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 you have the brakes pressed. It doesn't matter. Hit the gas even harder. Right. And if you can't hit the gas harder, find, you know, a NOS bottle that you can attach to the back of your car, like a rocket fuel and then hit, then you can overcome the brakes. Right. Right. But if you've done that, I know I have and tried, it's brutal. It feels like crap. It takes way too long. You have to work way too hard. And the rewards that you get from it are minuscule. They're almost insulting. It's like working for a two cent tip. It's like, uh, we'll make you think of why you're even doing it in the first place. The other alternative here is become aware and then just take the brakes off. I love it. I've been taking notes over here. So I'm processing everything you're saying. And it's brilliant because first off, I love what you say about feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm guilty of hearing that on podcasts and being like, yeah, because it does kind of ramp you up, right? For a short period. But then you realize you're not getting to the root cause. So for example, if you, you know, have a fear, and I, this is a lot of times in the Zero to Hero Coach program when I'm working with clients, procrastination is something that comes up. Like, I don't know why I'm procrastinating on blah, blah, blah. And we realize it's because I'm afraid of getting rejected by the person I'd be sending that message to, just like you said. Or there's some root cause that once we actually realize, oh, that's the reason why you're, you're not lazy. You're not, it's not that you don't have time to do it. It's that you really are trying to avoid the rejection or the, the responsibility of having more clients or, you know, I don't know if I can handle that or whatever. Right. So, um, we have to get to that root cause and be able to work through that and say why, and what's the solution. And, and also just sometimes, like you said, having the awareness in and of itself solves half of it. Like you just feel more at peace. Like, cause you're like, Oh, that's why. Okay. That makes sense. So what am I going to do now? right? Sit with this, let it stop me or figure out a way I can move forward or, or whatever. So really, really good. And the other thing you said about, like, I, I like to think about mindset it, with this car analogy that you brought up, especially during these times with coronavirus being on lockdown, all the changes happening for a lot of people, a lot of people getting furloughed, right? Some people under this pressure will put their feet on the, the brakes, be frozen, right? Some people will be moving forward, hustling, because they're trying to take as much action as they possibly can to, to say, I'm doing everything I can, but they might be driving with their parking gear on because they're super negative. And so they're carrying this like heavy thing with them and they have all these limiting beliefs, but they're hustling and moving forward and blah, blah, blah. Some people will uh, get out of the car, choose a new direction, choose a new car, <laughs> right? Up to upgrade their identity. See this as an opportunity to, to upgrade. Um, and some people will take a detour or whatever. So I'm going all over the place with this analogy, but <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, are you paralyzed? Are you hustling to move forward just to, to be busy and keep your mind off things? Are you moving forward with strategic, clear, smooth direction and rising up to a new identity? Like which, and I would like everybody watching to say one, two, or three, which one are you paralyzed moving forward, um, but with a lot of hustle and grind and fear or moving forward in a strategic way, knowing you might need to pivot, knowing you might need to change it things, but also use, using this as a time to upgrade things that you don't necessarily want to um, keep doing to yourself or, 
you know, new identity shift you want to have. So Dan, um, what would you say to people who maybe have noticed, okay, I am aware that I have fear of blank, or I am aware that I don't like sales because I had this one bad experience, blah, 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 blah. What would you say to them to, after you get the awareness um, and you sit with the feelings and you ask why and you know why, how can we start to, instead of just um, say positive affirmations and pretend that it's all going to be fine, what would you say we do next? Yeah, so it kind of depends on where you are in terms of, you know, yeah, do you have a budget? Because instantly my thing is hire a coach. Don't try to do it yourself. Like you can, sure, but why, right? And especially now, if you're feeling that time is of the essence, and it kind of is right now, right? That uh, do you have time to f around with your own mind on your own, dealing with you know the thing that is totally transparent to you, totally invisible, and also the most complicated thing in your life, right? Do you have time to master that right now? And are because you're gonna pay. There will be an investment to rewire this. One way or another, you're going to pay it, right? You're either not going to deal with it at all, and you're going to pay with it. You're going to pay the loss of freedom, opportunity, money, relationship, happiness, whatever that you could have gotten from the coaching, you will lose it. Um, or if you do it on your own, you're going to pay with it with time and maybe frustration, because I don't know how well you know. Like, see, it's easy for me to do this stuff in minutes because I dedicate my entire life to it and have for the last 18 years. So it's a little different. Would you be able to get the same? Now, I'm not saying hire me. I'm just saying maybe it's a good time to consider hiring a coach. But I get it. Sometimes people would say, Dan, I don't have that kind of money. I just don't. No matter what, I just don't. Fine. Okay. So in that case, what I want you to do is sit with the feelings and really dive in deep to understand where this came from, right? Now, I'm not gonna go through some talk therapy thing. What I am talking about is revisiting the event and you can kind of close your eyes and ask and get real silent, real quiet and ask your unconscious, when was the very first time that I experienced this pattern, right? And it might take you to a time in your childhood. It might say, hey, it happened when you were born, which is possible. It might say it happened in the womb or in a past life or some sort of thing, which depending on your spiritual beliefs may jive with you or may be really confusing. But understand your unconscious speaks to you with symbols and metaphors, just like a dream, right? You're asking for the deepest part of you to communicate with you, but that deepest part of you doesn't have words, right? It's just like a dream interpretation. So when you're asking for, hey, when was the very first time I felt this? You might get a surprising answer. Revisit it, relive it. Ask for your unconscious to show you the event. And you might get visions, you might get sounds, you might get feelings, you might get intuitions or things that feel like guessing. This whole entire time you might feel like you're guessing. Just trust yourself. Revisit that. Feel the exact moment when you got it. Like, let's say, let's say you're resistant to sales and you think that sales are icky, right? Well, that came from somewhere. You weren't born with that, right? 
And you might think, yeah, it was that time I bought a car and that salesman really screwed me. Mm, yeah, maybe, but maybe you attracted working with that salesman for a certain reason. Or maybe that engage, like that uh, the whole relationship went the way it went because of the pattern that you had in your mind that was set there when you were like three, maybe, right? And you had a moment and it didn't have to be a big moment, right? In, in a child's life, the tiniest things can be really big. Revisit that, see, maybe, ooh, you know, I had this time where I really wanted something and, uh, you know, someone was trying to sell me, trying to like pitch me, I was three years old, trying to sell me on like giving up my teddy bear, right? And maybe they got it in the moment I, after that, I had this buyer's remorse and they wouldn't give it back and it broke my heart. Well, go back, relive, and give yourself a little bit of distance once you've figured out what that event is and ask your adult mind and ask the universe, ask your unconscious, what could, how else could I have seen this? If I had known a, a piece of wisdom that would have changed how I felt about this whole thing, what would that be? What could, what learning, what lesson could I have had that would have allowed me to feel different? And then you can actually rewire it because remember these insecurities, these blocks, these are all lessons. You didn't, you weren't born with them. You know, there's no such thing as an insecure baby. There never will be, that's not a thing. You've never seen a, per, a, a person who just crawls around as an adult because you know, they're too insecure as babies to try to learn to walk a million times until they did. You learned these things. So the process that I just gave you is a process of unlearning. It's learning something else instead. And when you're dedicated to this practice, you can literally rewire your brain to let go of those insecurities that are getting you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really sometimes you have to slow down and do that deeper work in order to propel yourself forward. And I know it sounds like I don't know, because I think some of, I know for a fact that some of my audience, we are very tactical <laughs> and we like strategy and we like, you know, give me the checklist and that kind of thing. And sometimes when we talk mindset, a lot of my clients are into that. Like they're into the woo woo, they're into the like deep healing stuff. But sometimes we, we think, oh, I don't need to do that or I don't want to take the time to do that. Or, well, what if I just get discover it, but then nothing happens? Like, it's always this what if. And it's the same thing I'm sure you get when clients are thinking about working with you and me. A lot of times there's this hesitation of, well, but what if it, what if, what if it doesn't work? What if I don't follow through? What if, what if something happens, blah, blah, blah. And so a lot of people don't, uh, aren't willing to take the chance of going down that road or road, taking the time, investing, doing the things they need to do to get them propelled forward because they don't see that the pain of continuing the way that they are is is big enough to to go down that road. They're like, oh, I'm pretty good. But what they don't realize is slowly this block is compromising and sabotaging their sales calls or for years or their, you know, whatever, whatever it is for them. So I think it's really worth it to go down that road. I've done uh, EMDR before. I've learned about tapping and all that stuff. And I don't, I wouldn't say I have any quote unquote traumas, but we all have limiting beliefs. We have 
things that hold us back. We have ceilings. We don't think that would be possible for us to break that. Um, and I found that every time I do something like that, I might have one little aha. And that's like, oh, that doesn't have control over me anymore. That doesn't bother me anymore. Um, and so then you're able to, to move forward without there's sometimes you don't need a direct strategy, tactic or solve. Sometimes you just need to know what you said, the root, how can I make sure that, you know, I'm aware of this and honor it and sit with the feeling and go deeper. And maybe it wasn't it, it, the topical thing. I think it was like you said, the car example, just a car salesman, but the teddy bear at age three was really the reason that's, I think that's really valuable advice. So if somebody was like, okay, cool, I will, I, I want to um, be able to figure out the root cause behind my fear, or maybe they don't even know what fear they have. Like they know they hate topically, let's go back to the sales example. They hate sales calls. You said you have a teddy bear at age three that probably caused you to hate sales because somebody took it away from you. If they are doing this work to start with and to manage their mindset on a daily basis, do you have any like journaling suggestions or things that they should check out or um, what should they do to take the first steps? Absolutely. So remember awareness is such a big part of this. And you know, to, to address the thing that like, you know, some people say, like, oh, I don't know why it's so important, or maybe I don't need this or whatever. To me, that's an, an utter lack of awareness, right? Because what it could mean is they might think that the way that they think has no bearing on their business, which sounds insane to me because- I agree. <laughs> your, your thoughts and behaviors come from the way that you think. So how the F couldn't your thought waves impact your business? That's insanity. You know, it's like, take the engine. I'm going to run with this car analogy. Take the engine out of your car and see if it'll drive. You know? Or hit it with a hammer a bunch of times and see how well it drives. Right? And you could say, yeah, it still drives down the road. And my question is, yeah, but is it driving as fast as you want? Is it as fun as you want? You know, is the journey the kind of quality that you want it to be? And are you okay with just kind of like dealing with whatever you have, right? You have a business. Isn't that because you want even more? Do you want to get even better? Do you want to make even more money? Are you okay making the same amount of money that you're making right now forever? Right? No? Then do something that you haven't done yet. Right? Because let's be very, I'm going to be real harsh on this. If you want something and you don't have it yet, you don't really want it, period. There's something in there you don't want, right? There is a beautiful place to start journaling, right? Because we think, oh, I want more money. You know, what are you telling me I don't want more money? I want more money, I need more money, right? Yeah, why don't you have more money? Oh, because my strategies aren't working. Really? How many times did you change them? How many times have you tried working on that strategy before you realize that maybe that's not the problem, right? The issue here is like, you know, it's almost like the joke when, uh, you know, a person goes to the doctor and says, doctor, you know, I touch here and it hurts. I touch here, it hurts. 
I touch the wall, it hurts. I touch my head, it hurts. I touch the cat, it hurts. And the doctor says, yeah, 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 yeah. It's because your finger is in pain, right? It's not the world. You're just looking at the wrong things. So a beautiful prop to be is like, cool. So I want money, right? But I don't have the money I want. What is in this process that I don't want to do? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it posting online? Is it narrowing down your niche? Is it, what is it, right? And you just journal and just vomit. Instead of thinking before you write, write as fast as you can, right? It's called automatic writing. And the whole idea here is not so that you can read your stuff afterwards. Actually, you should see my, I have janky handwriting to begin with. You should see what my notebook looks like when I'm done with a half an hour of automatic writing. It looks like I put it in my teeth. But that's okay because we want to get the conscious mind out of it. And when we do that, just right, 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 right. It's uh, a direct stream from the unconscious. And you might find, oh, you know, yeah, I do want the money, but I don't want to feel that I'm better than anyone else. Or I don't want to feel like I'm greedy. Or I don't, right? And that maybe you never knew that, but. You know, because you're too much in your mind and too much in your strategies. But with this journaling prompt, you might dig some stuff out. So you could just ask, maybe you don't, maybe you know, hey, this is an area, right, that I don't like. Ask, what do you, what things might happen if you put 100% of you into it that you don't want to happen? Right? And then just yeah. explode on the page. Okay, what things might happen if I put 100% of myself, I'm writing it, into this goal, and what don't I want to happen? Yeah, like what bad things might happen yeah. if I put 100% of myself into this? Yeah, right, and here's the biggest, you know, here's what I would know, because I, I work with a lot of coaches who really want their business to be full time and grow it online. And sometimes I find that they don't truly think it's possible for them. Um, so the bad thing that that comes to mind is they don't want to put themselves all into it because they don't actually truly think this is going to take off. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there, there you go. Like, okay, no wonder why you're not putting your 100% of yourself into this or rejection. Well, I could do all of this just like we could, you and I, we could both go on American Idol and put our all into it and show up to everything and be on time and our flawless performance and have everyone voting for us. And one of us won't win. And, and you could have put 100% of yourself into it and not win. Are you okay with that? And that's why, because that's entrepreneurship too. You could put 100% of yourself into your business and something doesn't work out. You get no rejected, you, you know, whatever. So you have to kind of be opening yourself up to a lot of vulnerable things, a lot of rejection, a lot of time spent on something that maybe you didn't get compensated for or you got ripped off or, or whatever. And so, how do we become okay with, because if we really do want the thing, if we really do want our business to be full time, but we don't want to be rejected, go through all that, how do we become okay with those negative 
feelings and possibilities that could happen to us or occur you know, on our journey? Sure. So my, my answer is you don't have to become okay with it. Knock that off, right? You get to live easily. Like if you want things to be hard, they will. And a lot of things you see online is exactly that. That's the feel the fear and do it anyway. My response to that is why do you have to feel the fear? Like, what is all that? Remember, you learned that fear, right? You learned those insecurities, that fear of rejection, that fear of failure, that fear of being seen in public and then disgraced or whatever. You weren't born with those ideas. That's not natural to you. You picked it up somewhere. So just because you picked it up, does that mean you have to carry it with you for the rest of your life? That's ridiculous. We don't do that with anything else, right? Like once you outgrow your shoes, you throw them away or you donate them, right? It's like, nope, this is my one pair of shoes. I'm wearing these forever. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Just get rid of it. That's, that's the beautiful thing about doing the personal development. And that's why for the people, that's why I love, you know, working with people who are so strategic because it's almost like magic when they realize like, oh my God, like I, I don't have to work so hard. I, I don't have to feel like crap all the time when I'm working. Like, no, why would you? Right? So that's my answer to that is get rid of the thing. Look for the way that you can relearn, right? That's the process that I explained earlier. It's like relearning that, yeah, it's okay. That even if you fail, right, even if you make a mistake, you're not a failure. And even if you get rejected, you are not rejected. And just because things are challenging does not mean that you have screwed it up or that you are the issue. We have to relearn these things, come to a place of even greater self-love. See, when you, and that's why mindset is absolutely critical because it doesn't matter. Your, your strategies don't matter if your brain isn't going to support you, right? Your brain is wired in order to give you certain results. And it does not matter. That's why, you know, people who win the lottery end up worse than they were before because their mindsets never changed. So they were still operating the same way they always did, feeling and thinking the same way they always did. They just got a lot of money and they used it to destroy themselves. Literally, a lot of them actually died, right? So this is what happens when you just completely ignore, you know, your, your mindset and the fact that you can change things. So you don't need to feel the same way. You can evolve. And the beautiful thing is when you do, all your strategies will start working even better. You don't even need to change them. That's the gorgeous thing. Like I have quadrupled my income a number of times without doing anything different, just working on up here. Right. Like just having the guts to ask, like I've increased my rates one time by 66% overnight and immediately got even more clients because I had the confidence, the balls to go in there and ask for it and to go for it. And I'm like, all right, if it doesn't work, I'll figure it out. Right. I love that. 100% like this nodding like a bobblehead over here because it's, so true that I, I always we had a talk in um, my group program about how I was like, I pretty much correlate, I, I can say that how much money I make is directly correlated to when I'm reading a money mindset workbook, uh, a book or <laughs> working on my mind or doing my morning ritual. Like 
those things really do matter in my confidence in how I show up in the actions I take. Um, so it's so true. And it's like a, also going back to what you said about why, why, yeah, bad things might happen, but you don't have to keep wearing it. You don't have to keep dragging it with you. If a baby falls down when they're learning to walk, you're not like, oh my gosh, this child will never learn how to walk. They tried once. This is it. They're going to be crawlers for the rest of their life, right? We don't, we don't say that. So I um, love the analogies you brought. And I love that what you just said, it doesn't matter. Your strategies don't matter if your brain doesn't support you. That is like a quote from this episode. You guys can tag Dan and I on Instagram. I'm at Haley underscore row. Dan, what are you? At Dan Mendelo. Okay, Dan. Yes, at Dan Mendelo, M-E-N-D-I-L-O-W. For those of you listening to the podcast later. And um, I, I completely agree. So if you are working on your mindset and you're doing these, these journal pages where you're letting your unconscious explain. Um, I'll share a couple things like maybe we can just go over a few more um, prompts or, or things like that or exercises. Um, but I like to ask what makes what made me uncomfortable or stressed yesterday. And usually that shows a lot. It usually either says, oh, I feel like my my work life balance is out of whack, or I feel like I didn't con I haven't talked to my friends in a while, or I haven't done this XYZ. So I really need to pick up like, I really want to explore that more. Um, so what are some questions you maybe like to ask if, if someone's getting stuck, like if they said, I, I don't, I can't imagine you'd get stuck with the question that you shared earlier about, um, you know, what, what bad stuff might happen on the way to the school or what things might happen if I put 100, 100% of myself into this. But is there anything else you want to add to that? Sure. I mean, you could, um, I, I like the, <clears throat> what stressed me out over the last 24 hours. We can go even deeper in that. So you, that's going to give you like the first layer of things, right? Like you were saying, oh, you know, I, I feel lonely. Um, or my business isn't working, or you know my kids aren't listening to me. Fine, keep going. Then keep journaling. How did that make me feel about myself? What would I have to believe, or what would someone else have to believe about themselves to have the same perception of the same event? Okay, because we know that multiple people can look at the same thing right? Like kids not listening and they'll get different things out of it, right? Some person will say, yeah, they're not listening because, you know, you're yelling at them or like, yeah, they're not listening because they're hungry or yeah, they're not listening because you asked them in a way that didn't make them feel like what you were saying was important. You know, when you're journaling out, you know, how did this make me feel? It made me feel ignored. Okay. What would someone have to believe about this situation or about themselves or about kids or parents or whatever that would let them feel ignored in this situation? Oh, maybe they believe that, um, you know, kids should immediately snap to attention whenever a parent talks. I've seen that in some of my clients and it always comes from the way that their parents raised them. Right? But just getting that awareness because then you can ask, okay, Again, where did this come from? Where did this belief come from? Where did this perception come from? 
and you can just vomit onto your page. And that way you can dig through from just what happened in your daily life to the internals of how did you help create it? Because your limiting beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Like if you believe you're going to fail, you're going to. If you believe that, you know, you're not important, people will not treat you as important. So we always have a role to play in these. So by doing this, you can find those blocking perceptions by digging even deeper into like, okay, where did it come from? It gives you an opportunity to teach yourself a different lesson and change the pattern. And then you can even ask, okay, what would you keep on going? What would I like to believe instead? If this is what I believe now in order to get to the feeling of stress or anxiety, what would I like to believe instead? And how could I see this event, right, as demonstrating that? Or when I go back to the very first time that I felt the pattern, how could I change the way that I experienced that or felt about it or thought about it so that this new feeling that I'd like to have is what I take out of it? Yes, 100%. You know what? I you know what? Okay. When this whole thing happened and I was, you know, going through my, you know how we talked about the three shifts, paralyzed, moving forward with hustle or trying to rise up and, and adapt as needed, but keep going. I came back to when you said, what would I like to believe instead about what's going on right now? What I came back to was I create my own reality. I create, I'm in charge of my thoughts. Right. And that was such, it was like, it was like, ah, like, um, even though it's so it's, it, you know, some people would be like, that wouldn't suit them in, in any way, or they don't believe that. But for me, it was so like soothing and I just felt so much better. And I felt way more in a clear mindset to move forward because the other thing is when you're clouded in, I, I, I'm going to fail, whatever, you're not capable of making solid choices and decisions. Like you're, it, when we're in a state of fear, disgust with ourselves, hating on ourselves, we're not in a place to make like good decisions, right? So was there anything for you during this time that you'd want to share with our audience before we um, go today that helped you shift your mindset? Or you maybe didn't need a shift. Maybe you're just sort of prepared for this, but Tell me a little bit about what you did. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'd like to uh, just kind of expand and make something a little bit more real out of what you said. Because, you know, <clears throat> people can hear, yeah, you know, when you're stressed out, freaked out, you don't make the best decisions. And they're like, yeah, maybe, whatever. Okay, think about it this way. Chronic stress, which for some people could mean just being afraid for an hour, like consistently for an hour, can drop your IQ by about 10 points. Now, this is the average, uh, this is the difference between an average 30 year old IQ and an average 14 year old IQ. Okay. And so ask yourself whether you'd be willing to hand over your business to your freshman high school self and see whether they would make better decisions than what you're doing now. Right. Cause that's the, th that's what we're doing to ourselves when we're allowing, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Handicap your brain. Make sure you're at the worst, least strategic, least creative, least self-loving, least self-trusting, least supported, least confident state, and then make your decisions from there. And my question is, why the F would anybody do that, <laughs> right? So what we do is we consider stress and anxiety the enemy. Right now, I'm going to be very clear about this. 
The virus is not the enemy. The recession is not the enemy. Our president and his terrible advice is not the enemy, right? Stress and anxiety are the enemy. Our fear is the enemy, right? When you start getting into understanding what this does to your brain, you really get the quote, the only fear, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, right? Because it locks your brain down. But what you can do, and this is one of my favorite things, is simply thought management. This is simply more, even more awareness, right? Of recognizing when you're engaging in a thought or behavior that makes you feel like crap, or that's starting to give you even more stress, right? Now, this does not only have to be work. This could be watching violent TV shows or reading the news, right? Where it's like, how much of the news do you really need in order to live an even better life and be safe? Almost nothing, almost none of it. So the rest of it is just there to scare the hell out of you, right? And you're like, well, it's news, it's important, cool. You know, if you think it's important to be stressed out, then that is your prerogative, right? But I'd say it's your responsibility to be as cool, calm, and collective as possible, to have as much fun as possible, to play and to love up on each other, and to feel whenever your thoughts are going somewhere where it's not helpful or it's stressful or whatever, to bring them back into things that you can control, things that you're good at, things that you enjoy, things that bring you joy. I have a toolkit of videos, music, things I like to read whenever I feel, oh, thought management wasn't that great, I'm a little stressed out, let's bring myself back to a place of power. Because when we are feeling love or grace or positivity or joy or bliss, it undoes, literally undoes the effects of fear and stress and anxiety on the brain. You become, literally, you can see this in your brain, you become more creative, you become more strategic, you be, your memory works better, you literally become smarter. Like you're upgrading your whole brain just with a little bit of awareness and just bringing yourself back. It's like a walking, waking meditation to just bring yourself back to your power source all the time. And then you'll find because you're offloading your stress, you're inoculating yourself against stress and anxiety, all of a sudden your work will get even easier. It'll be less stressful. Your relationships will be even easier to handle. Your life in quarantine will be even easier to handle. Your body will respond to you better. You'll lose even more weight so you won't gain the COVID-19 as much, right? You'll, like, everything will improve. Love it. Ladies, if you want to get back into your power, you just do what I did this morning. You throw on some Beyonce, some Doja Cat, some get outside, okay? And I love, Dan, that you said you have a toolkit. That's brilliant. And where can everybody find you if they want to use you and your tips as a tool to help them with their mindset? Sure. So I've got plenty of uh, free stuff up on my website. It's danmendelo.com. Really easy. And I'm throwing even more stuff up there. As we speak, I'm building so many fun and free tools to exactly help you. Like I'm building a quiz right now to help you find the exact block that's messing with you in your business. The deepest, most, like the, the thing that's creating the biggest problems. And it's a fun little quiz that can take you five minutes to do. And so I'm doing all this stuff, free stuff. Please check in on it. Um, check out me on social, you know, at Dan Mendelo on Instagram or Dan EC for Empowerment Coach Mendelo on Facebook. That's where um, I have a lot of my conversations and 
please do reach out to me with any questions you've got. You know, instead of turning it into a marketing or sales thing, because that feels gross, um, I just love serving. And having an opportunity to help other people is kind of like why I, I do this. So if you have any questions, anything on your mind, please do reach out, have the conversation with me. And only then, if you're feeling called, then we could talk about seeing if it makes sense for us to work together. But there's a whole lot you can do by just checking out either my podcast, that's on my website as well, Mind Mastery and Manifestation. And Haley, you're gonna be on that as well. I'm excited okay. for that. Um, you know, I've got free videos and meditations and all that. You can do a lot with just what's there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dan. This was a really fun episode and I really appreciate all the awesome tips you've given today. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share them. I had a blast and I really hope that this helps some people out there. I think it will. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.